What is going on, everybody? AP and us. Hope everyone's doing well. Now, the, there was a massive delay with how, uh, you know, the audio was. The audio was really, really shit on the first recording. So, I decided to get everything set up. I got a proper USB port as well for this MacBook. So, we got to get it up and running. So, let's get into this first episode. I'm very, very excited to finally have proper audio and be able to finally discuss with you guys about well, anything, really. So, I'm literally right here inside my fucking car, all right? Um, the reason why I'm inside my car is because the university's packed, it's full, and usually if you go inside any of those classes, they, they kick your ass out, even if, though nobody's in there anyway, which is pretty stupid, but it is what it is. You can't do much about it. You can't control that. So, let's get into it. So... The first thing I wanted to talk about today is I am training for a half marathon. Woo! That's exciting stuff. I tell you what, I'm really excited about this half marathon, but I'm scared. Now, the reason why I'm scared is because this is a limitation that I haven't really pushed yet inside my physical career, let's say. Um, so it's really, really anxious. It's very worrying. It's a mental game more than anything that I've ever done in my life and the challenge is legit as hell because I'm still doing other stuff alongside the running to make sure that my running economy is good, my strength in my tendons and my ligaments is still very good, in my knees and my hips particularly and even my Achilles and that's that's something that I'm worried about more than anything is the Achilles. The Achilles scares me a little bit because... I've always had Achilles tendonitis and I've always had issues with running for that perspective just because of the muscle mass and because of the weight it's 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 not really normal for an 89 to 90 kilo individual to be running uh, in that distance you know unless you're on some sort of performance enhancement drugs or you're doing phenomenal phenomenal recovery and uh, not that as well like even if I um, did any type of standard, the distances of like let's say one mile which is 1.61 kilometers or even two miles which is 3.21 kilometers or anything amongst those lines right it still bothers my achilles and it bothers a lot of the body but now i'm actually feeling pretty pretty good which is very surprising my achilles generally doesn't hurt is it stiff here and there or do my legs get sore yeah shit of course they do like that's the case with most people when they start to get into their preparation for a any type of running um, but the thing about running as well is that it's a different mental game to anything else that I've ever done because it's a savage the running running's a monster you know it's 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 crazy because people can do this consistently as well I've seen individuals on Strava which is almost like the Facebook of running and stuff like that or of, fit, of the fitness world where they're able to post anything on their social media and they're able to kind of create uh, a, th a thread of like events that, are re that were recorded from their Garmin or recorded from Strava, the, the application itself of Strava. So Strava, Strava is fantastic. I, I love Strava. I use it. I use it myself as well for any type of uh, training that I do. Uh, keeps me accountable. First things first. Second of off as well. It's really fun to present that type of stuff to the world, um, and for somebody to see it um, on the internet. I think it's cool. I like it. It's a really really great idea. Um, not a lot of hate comes from Strava communities either, which is amazing. Um, so there's a strong strong community uh, blend with it as well. So. 
you know, there's individuals out there that are doing half marathons for hundreds of days in a row, which is just fucking insane. You know, the mental, the physical fortitude to do that, but but more so than that, is the mental game. You know, the mental fortitude to do something like that is just psychotic. To do that every single time is gutsy. That 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 takes a lot of balls, man. To do that every single day and not stop it at 21.1 kilometers and particularly now with ultra marathons now starting to become more of a trend into the running community it seems like we've kind of forgotten how long 21.1 kilometers is that's a that's a long long distance to run that's not a joke for anybody to 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 run so a marathon which is 42.2 kilometers that's psychotic i don't know how anybody can pull that shit off Unless, obviously, proper preparation, and not only just proper preparation, but you give yourself a decent, decent amount of time to prep for that run. You don't give yourself just eight weeks like I did. You give yourself, no joke, probably about five to six months of training for that run. So it's interesting to see but these individuals that do it every single day. Because what it does for me, it allows me to keep myself accountable with my training. And to see the individuals doing hundreds of days in a row of half marathons, it shows me that I've got fuck all to complain about because, well, I'm going for one half marathon within certain weeks and certain weeks. Now, is their performance going to be optimized by doing half marathons every day? No, of course not. Absolutely not. It's not. However, the mental gains that you get from something like that would be unparalleled. You, You couldn't. You couldn't argue against something like that. You know, the mental the mental fortitude it would take to, to, to go for those type of runs is just incredible. It's phenomenal. And you got to give props to those individuals all the time for something like that. Running requires a different discipline to weight training as well. You know, this is something that, um, that people forget as well is people say what's the tougher discipline is a weight training or running honestly it's probably it's probably running quite comfortable quite a lot um running running requires a different beast to come out within you you know that go that shit takes you to a dark dark place um you know conditioning in general or some sort of cardiovascular activity takes you to that place weight training can sometimes here and there you know particularly with one rms or if you're going for prs and stuff like that but it doesn't take you to that mental place that you rarely go to. Uh, the only time you would go to is if you're going to go do something like running or you know rowing or lunging or something like that, or sled work or farmer carries. As exa- these are just only examples of it. You know, cycling as well. Um, and swimming as well is another one. You know, like conditioning or those type of tough endurance events or even tough distance events as well take you to those distances they take you to those places that is extremely uncomfortable and it's a place that you don't want to really go to but you kind of have to go to it in order to complete those type of sessions and not only those type of sessions but survive through it and go through those motions particularly when your body's feeling a bit fucked up halfway through it so how am i personally feeling about my half marathon training as well uh, is a question that I feel like needs to be clarified. Right now, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling good. I feel that the distance itself is not going to be an issue. I feel like I could do 21.1Ks right now. Um, I'm confident in that perspective. The only pre- pressure that I, ha- the only thing that I have for myself that I don't think I should have, particularly being my first, is expectation. Now, I'm trying to go into this thing without any expectation. No expectation. 
None whatsoever. However, there also is expectation as well, which I'm really scared about because I look at that cutoff time of three hours and I'm thinking, shit, am I going to make that time or not? If anything like starts to bust up, if my hip starts to fuck, you know, it starts to give in at the wrong time, at the wrong situation. Same with my knee or my Achilles. Are they going to start to really play up on me on that day, on game day? Who knows, right? Now, that's where programming comes to place. Obviously, you have deloads, tapering, and everything like that. Proper nutrition, carb loading, hydration before the session, before the, uh, the, the the half marathon as well, which is why you should probably get up early, like at about 4.30. Um, and then 4.45, you have some food. You get about a liter, liter and a half of hydration. And take Make sure you go to the toilet as well because there's been times during long-distance runs um, during this whole entire prep so far that I've needed to go to the bathroom halfway through a run, which is fucking annoying it drives me crazy um and the pee itself tastes like 45 to a minute so it cuts off a decent amount of time there was one time this week that i actually did a 12 kilometer run the run itself felt felt maybe a bit too slow but my heart rate was at about 157 and i was thinking what the fuck is going on here like it's so weird like i'm it doesn't even feel like i'm trying it doesn't even i'm not even sweating a crazy amount but my heart rate is very very naturally high not trying to excuse my high heart rate or anything like that, but it, it, it's just a naturally high heart rate. 155 is about 70, um, near, very under 70% of my heart rate max, and I'm still in zone three. And that's how you should be training your runs going towards a marathon. So I'm building up a really strong aerobic base for the half marathon, which is great. I mean, it's fantastic. It helps out my weight training a disgusting amount. And I think people always tend to forget that about um, running as well is that if you train properly for your runs, your aerobic base is going to be incredible for uh, your weight training. So it carries over beautifully to your weight training. And not only that as well, it carries over phenomenally to recovery. So if your aerobic system is still strong and healthy and you build it up to a tremendous amount, it's going to be a game changer uh, to your work capacity in the weight room. And not only that as well, your work capacity in the weight room, but it's actually going to help out with your recovery outside of your running and your weight training as well. Now, what's usually a good baseline for something like aerobic training? Usually 60 to 70, 60 to 80% of your heart rate max for 30 plus 30 to 45 minutes is usually an excellent way to go about it. So if you're able to train, let's say, uh, let's say, okay, you like trail running, okay, uh, which is great. If you like trail running, good on you. Um, but the thing about trail running as well, it's it's built different, man. Just the, just the terrain, uh, being able to feel the nature, um, the heat as well, the uh, altitude as well, particularly in hills here in Perth, they're much more higher than standard hills. So terrain running isn't going to your fucking campus and go for a run. That's not terrain running. That's just road running. I'm talking about going inside actual trails and starting to run that shit. That's where it becomes really, really difficult to try and perform. So... I may give that a shot after this half marathon and just decrease the frequency and decrease the distance and just go from maybe five, you know, seven to nine kilometers, um, you know, two times a week. And then um, the one other week that I do is going to be just hill sprints, you know, just really working on accumulating some lactic threshold in those legs. And then if I ever consider doing a trail run or something like that, or maybe even a trail marathon, which may be in the books, who knows, who knows, like never say never, right? I think that would be really, really incredible feat as well to go for a marathon, not just on the road, but on the trail would definitely be special. However, the only issue that we have with trail trail running in general is that like Perth Hills are a fucking trek away, pun intended, but they're an absolute journey from the CBD. It's about 30 minutes from CBD, but if you live in those outer suburbs in the south or in the north, it's usually about 
45 to an hour so it's quite a bit of time to try and get there and get back so was it worth that travel who knows who knows right so that's something i've definitely been thinking about as well after the half marathon um now people would probably say you shouldn't be probably looking at that now until you finish the half marathon which i do absolutely agree but it's always there's always a next game plan there's always a next challenge there's always something that's going to be approaching straight after the half marathon as well and i think people always tend to forget that about obsessives is that there's always something after there's always something after there's always the next challenge there's always the job not done attitude the mamba mentality that i always talk about with kobe bryant but anyway continuing on with the half marathon training the weight training has been going pretty pretty good actually surprisingly with just everything going on recovery's doing well nutrition's pretty meh like as much as I'm, I'm i'm losing weight and i'm actually maintaining a decent amount of muscle mass with all this running and i'm actually like measuring my legs and they're actually still at about 24 and a half inches with losing about eight to seven to eight kilos which is just tremendous that's excellent so that's a good sign however the only issue that i have right now with this moment in time is my arm size has decreased <laughs> but um otherwise than that look everything's going pretty well i'm pretty satisfied and happy with how everything's playing around and um i'm excited for this run man i'm really really excited so yeah always looking for the next challenge as well after this run as well you know half marathon once the half marathon's done i definitely want to try and get into more trail running and not only that as well i actually want to start getting into more minimalist footwear um something that i've always been very intrigued in for a very long time very very long time but i've always been kind of worried about a couple of things one deception of other people how they're going to kind of perceive the fact that you're wearing fuck all or you're wearing barely anything um is always been a bit of a worry in the back of my mind two the transition phase is a very very long one people always say it takes no joke about six months to a year to really really start to acclimatize to barefoot training or to just minimalist footwear or a zero heel drop which is scary to think about actually because then obviously with my Achilles tendonitis could I completely rupture my Achilles that's always a question in mind um, but as I said never say never and never put that idea out there either um, with half marathon training or, or just just with any type of running in general or with barefoot training um, so minimalist wearing has always been intriguing about it um, I know it's a very small percentile of population that do do it however you got to remember with barefoot training as well that there is some huge huge benefits if the transition phase is bang on perfect and you really work yourself up very very slowly um so barefoot trail running is definitely something i've always wanted to do because it's very very interesting because i've actually always wanted to connect to nature a little bit better i don't want to sound hippie as shit on here but connecting to nature is something i've always been intrigued and always something that i've been very very interested in trying to do um just because the only issue with feeling nature in a city that's full of lights that's full of that's full of you know cars driving around or full of money and all of that stuff is that you never really get to embrace nature at its peak and its fullest and i really feel like barefooting with barefoot and minimalist footwear you can really start to feel the ground a little bit better and particularly in trails as well you get to feel leaves you get to feel rocks you get to feel soil and that's something that and water and mud and that's something that i've always been intrigued in doing but as well really controlling my mind and really just feeling out environment a little bit better and really starting to hear stuff like the 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 animals in the in in the nature but the um and then starting to really feel ground starting to feel the smell is something i wanted to do but as well train my physical state as well so i'm training my calmness and my stillness in nature but i'm also training my physical state so that's something that i've always been interested in as well not as well like trail running is much more tougher than road running um, call a spade for a spade you have uneven terrains you have rocks you have mud you have animals obviously that still have to play into caution as well 
So that's something that's always been generally interesting about trail running for myself. The fact that with trail running, it, it, it's built different. And not only that as well, the barefootness just gives me a lot of a stronger connection to ground. And um, I've always wanted to feel that way as well. Um, so that's the, kind of the new idea with my running if I am if I were to continue it and um, definitely as well to really make sure that my Achilles get stronger so in general I really want to get better at um, the foot strength and intrinsic foot strengthening as well it's something that's always been intriguing me but I've always been afraid to pull the trigger because well shit like it's not a popular thing it used to be a big trend to do barefoot running but nowadays it's it's not really that popular to pull off so I don't know I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a really, really interesting transition uh, to what happens after this half marathon. But right now, obviously, the mission at this point and time is to complete a half marathon. So if I can complete a half marathon, I'll be happy and I'll call it a day for that. So that's going to be incredible. I'm, I'm excited. I'm scared, but I'm excited at the same time. But if you're not scared about your dreams and ambitions, then your ambitions and your dreams probably aren't big enough or challenging enough. They need to be scary. So... I'm excited. It's going to be really, really cool to see what happens. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know, man. Um, all in all, like, it's it's going to be it's going to be a crazy time. And, you know, I'm still looking at YouTube videos of other individuals out there as well that really do these type of daring feats. So, guys like Nick Bear, you know, Nick Bear, um, whether we question that he's on some sort of performance enhancers or anything like that, uh, I, I can't really speak for that behalf, but, um, you know, the dude's a freak of nature. He's a monster. You know what I mean? Like the, the guys, I don't think anybody could deny the man's work ethic or anything like that. Like the dude works his ass off. He's, um, he's a fantastic ambassador for, for cross training. So the ideas of combination, combining running and weightlifting as well, um, is, is special. And, um, I feel like that's an example that we could really kind of set off and, you know, really look into ourselves as as individuals and really look into something of not only just being this jack dude inside the weight room, but as well as an individual that can run a decent five kilometer run as well. Uh, and that's something that I've kind of always wanted to represent with fitness as well, is this idea of being a, a very well-rounded human being with, with health in general. You know, your cardiovascular health is quite strong and your strength is quite strong as well or, you know, adequate enough. Now, people say that's not really a good idea to approach training because you're not a master of either one. Uh, you're not a master of strength, nor you're a master of cardiovascular work, which is cool. I'm okay with that. But if I can be really, if I can be good at both or even really good at both, I feel like that's a huge win. And then the other stuff, on the other hand, is just about challenging yourself. It's about really looking at the small details, stuff like mobility, stability, um, you know, your footwork, um, proprioception, coordination, um, just small things like that and what as well uh being injury free is another one as well that people tend to forget as well is make sure that you're staying injury free for a decent amount of time those small things are important and i think people always tend to forget that as well with training is that it's all about consistency it's all about staying injury free and it's all about pushing and challenging yourself to to, to find new limitations and it's to also be contextual with your goals and to be a well-rounded athlete and a well-rounded individual you know a guy that can that looks good naked but as well as reasonably healthy with heart and is reasonably healthy with their body now they eat good foods they eat strong nutritious foods as well 
So that's all I really wanted to kind of say for this first half of the podcast, to be honest with you. Like, there's not really much else I wanted to say about anything, you know? The the, the, the idea is that the half marathon, that shit's built different. I'm excited for the programming. I'm excited for the training. I'm excited to really put that work in. I'm scared as fuck, but that's not a bad feeling either. It's one that's going to really take me to those limitations as well. Um, All right, so... We're going to go on break, get a little bit of a rest, and uh, we'll see what happens in the second part. I'll talk to you guys after the break. Let's get it! we're back we're back all right i'm feeling good already just had a quick breather had a drink so let's get straight back into it so one of the things that i kind of wanted to talk about as well inside this podcast was the ability to stay still now people say what the hell is that you know what does it mean to be still what does it mean to stay still now it's interesting i feel like people do people don't know really know how to do this particularly if individuals of young age don't really know how to stay 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 focused they don't know how to really be in the moment because what we have nowadays is this generation of individuals that like to really use their phones a lot for a lot of things now technology is fantastic it's brilliant that's why i'm doing what i'm doing today right is this ability to text to be able to record podcasts right on the go inside a fucking car you know that's that's huge not a lot of people have that type of privilege either to be able to do such things you know this is this is this is special you know you have a chance to put yourself out there now and to really engage and connect with individuals that's that's massive and i think people tend to always forget that as well about anything in general right um this ability to assist to help out and to seek and to look at more that's that's beautiful to think about right however one of my biggest concerns with technology now is this ability to seek to soak in those moments that truly truly matter we don't have that anymore and that's not a good thing now does that come down to the individual yes it does it doesn't really come down to the technology it comes down to the utilization of that technology it comes down to the individual not being able to see the pros and the cons of technology or they think they know the pros and the cons of technology but in reality they don't they don't know about it um usually some people like to talk the talk and they flabbergast a lot to make themselves look smart that's not a good thing either and that's what i'm talking about here right now as well is that they don't know how to cherish moments they remember moments, but the only moments they, they remember is those ones that they got fucked up and cooked on with alcohol, or they only remember these times that very mean best significance. So they remember that time that, that somebody that one person talked shit about them, and, and that's it. But that's not a good thing to remember. That's not a thing that you want to keep instilled in your mind. Now, you'll remember it, but it's something that you don't want to look back on either. It's not something that you want to look on first before something positive. 
because if you look at something back, it, it negates you because you're always thinking about those type of things first before the positive things. It's an unhealthy relationship with the past. And look, shit happens. Like, a lot of fucked up things happen in life. Life's not fair. I get that. You know, but you're also not hard done by either. And you got to remember that as well. No one, no one is, is hard done by. We all have different circumstances and trials and tribulations. And we have a lot of fucked up shit going on in our world. I get that. I really do. I really do. And I respect it. And if you're going through some traumatic experiences, I, I, I do apologize to you. And I really feel, for, I, I, I truly feel for you. But you got to remember, remember at the end of the day, you need to move forward from that as much as it could be rough and as much as it can really hold you down. And believe me, I can get that perspective as well. I don't want to get the whole spill story, make it about me. But at the, end of, at the end of the day, if you're too busy focusing on the past and you're not going to be able to find these abilities to stay still. Now, stillness, usually from my definition, comes from the fact that you, you, you're you in the moment. You're right here in the moment and you know how to soak in that moment as well. And that's important as well. If you're able to stay still right here in that moment, it creates for a healthier relationship with your past. Because you can look on the past and really embrace those positive moments more so than anything. You never go, shit, that was a really bad night because him him and her started to argue and fight and they, they just broke up a couple of days later because they were both too fucked up and drunk and they had some issues going on that they never really talked about when they were sober and then they all just brought into light. You always got to remember with alcohol, alcohol always says the truth. It always says the truth. Alcohol doesn't bullshit. Call a spade for a spade as well. A lot of people carry that, carry a lot of weight onto them until alcohol kicks into play, and then they always become this quote-unquote emotional drunk. Now, I'm not anti-alcohol. I've got nothing against alcohol at all. However, at the end of the day, you've got to remember it's dangerous as well. It can really fuck people up, and it can be an incredibly dangerous thing if you're not careful as well. That's why you need to make sure with alcohol, you play your cards right. You make sure that you slow it down. And not only slow it down as well, but you make sure as well you're very calculated with how much alcohol you consume. Because if you say that wrong thing to an individual, or if you say something fucked up, then that's on you. That's not anybody else. No one's controlling your alcohol except for you. And that's it. So you got to remember, guys, at the end of the day, that only you can really control your 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 past um unless obviously you as i said you came from a very traumatic experience obviously something like physical abuse sexual sexual assault uh, rape or anything like that that's something that you really can't control um even if you say no sometimes there is a physically superior individual that can get into the way of something like that so ex- for those exemptions i get that i get that i do but outside of those exemptions right there yeah, you know, the rest of it's in your control. And that's it, right? Um, now, you got to remember that, like, people go through shit all the time. And this ability to stay still comes from the past. And most of the time it does. Because stillness comes from past experience but it not only comes from past experience it comes from a place of what's the words it comes from a place of heart is probably what I would say now you you, you, you need to know that you gotta be honest with yourself you gotta make sure that um, just with anything 
you, you need to you need to really make sure that you're not lying to yourself you're not um, you, you're not doing any of that stuff because when when you when you lie to yourself when you when you when you when you have these really negative habits in your life it it all comes into the idea of being still in stillness you know and um, the, the better habits you have, you have a better ability to stay still. You have a better ability to be here in the moment. It's a, uh, it, it's just how it all works. It, it That's all how it kind of operates is this ability to stay still in the moment usually comes from this fact that you, you have strong habits, you have, you have, you have a good relationship with the past and you also don't use social media a crazy amount, a crazy amount, but you not only use a crazy amount, but you use it to, to, to optimize. So you optimize your social media, you have a strong, healthy relationship with the past, and you also have good habits. So good habits mentally, physically, and spiritually. And then that's usually kind of like that treadway, a three-way combination to stillness. Because... Well, let's say I lunge 400 meters. The only thing I'm thinking about right in that moment is 400 meter lunges. And that's fucking it. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else comes into my mind. I'm right there in the moment. Right there in that moment. And that's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. And then that that's a good habit because it trains your posterior chain. Really great conditioning tool. Not only that as well, you can put your headphones in, uh, get some vitamin D as well, which is excellent as well. Not only that as well, you can also get in some learning content. You can read, a, listen to a book on Audible as an example, because your your breath isn't going absolutely, you know, ham in comparison to running, and you're still able to listen to it thoroughly and soak it all in. You need to listen to that shit, right? So you need to soak every single last bit of it in to make sure you're understanding what you're what you're what you're reading, right? That's important as well. So that's how I kind of perceive it and see it as well and then social media if you're always looking at other people and if you're always on your Facebook phone if you're always on your Facebook application or your Instagram application Snapchat Tinder blah 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 blah, blah, blah while you're doing something like partying while you're with your dinner with your friends while you're at the uh, let's say the airport shit anywhere anywhere you, 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 you're cutting yourself off from this ability to, 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 to feel the moment and, and seek what is around you and not only that as well you're able to create something out of nothing that's powerful stuff to create something out of nothing is a very, very gutsy, ballsy, but as well, it's an incredible power, excuse me, power play, because not a lot of people can do that, that's like a one percentile type of thing to create something out of nothing, it's a rare thing to have, I'm not saying that I'm I'm 100% bang on all for it, because I can sometimes be a, a contradict to that, but, but it's, 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 it's not a bad thing either to put the phone down, and just look at the world around you and just feel it. Just feel it. Just suss it out a little bit. And if you don't want to create something out of nothing, that's cool. Right in that moment, you don't need to. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You don't need to. You don't need to. That's it's unnecessarily if you if you don't want to, right? You know. I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it. So that's how I kind of see it anyway. And um and look, I it's it's something that's very, very important, particularly for our generation. Now, a lot of the elderly generation knew how to do that. That's why they have so many incredible stories. That's why they have so many incredible things. Now, people say, well, they lived longer than us. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got absolutely nothing to do with they lived longer. That's a shitty cop-out. That's a bad excuse. 
No, it's because the fact that they put the fucking foe down, or they didn't have any technology to kind of go with, and they 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 were able to soak in that moment. That's why most of them, when they die, they're able to mostly go out in peace, even if they've had some fucked up shit going on in their life, because not only that they they they've soaked everything in. They've had family orientation. They had good habits, um, and they also had no social media at the time, so they were connected to each moment. And that's how some of the elderly individuals are a little bit more introvert, uh, extroverted as well. Excuse me, not introverted, but extroverted. They're able, they're able to talk easier because they've they've experienced life. But not only that as well, they 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 were forced, they were forced to connect, and with f- the forced connection, they were able to create better conversations and bit more unsurf, more deeper t- conversation instead of a very surface level conversation as we have now. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, good. How's your job? Yeah, good. That's good. And and that's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. That's it. You cut off right there. And that's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. All right, team. Well, I hope you enjoyed AP's first podcast. I loved it. I absolutely enjoyed it. I really, really did. I had really good fun today. Um, yes, obviously, more podcasts to come. The audio is much, much more better now. I'm really, really excited. I'm going to try and get more headphones and set pieces and everything like that as well so we can get uh, some duos going as well. Um yeah, that's all I really kind of need to put out there. I'm not going to say any more. Otherwise, it's just going to go into complete jargon. All right. So make sure you subscribe. Um, share it out. Make sure you give a comment and a quick shout out. And give a little five stars wherever you can. I appreciate it, team. Peace out. Until next time.